Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. I was, I was 40, what was I, 40, 46, 46 okay. at the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, so I, I, I went out, out to, to Cambridge and I was hanging out there for a while just to try and get my, my feet back on the ground, you know, because things were going bad. I was running out of money, you know, I was just about to lose my apartment and, you know, it was that bad. Um, so while I was there, I, I was, I'd met somebody, I'd met this girl called Anna, who, who we got on really well. We got this connection and we, were, we, we just kind of hit it off. And she said, I want to come and stay with you for a few days. So we, we, we did do And then she had to get back to London. So I was seeing her off at the, tra- uh, the rail station. And um, as she got onto the car, I was helping her on with her bags and stuff, you know, and I gave her a hug, a last minute hug and goodbye. And the emergency buzzers went for the doors to close the automatic doors. And as they did, um, my coat got trapped in the, the bottom part of my coat. It was like a three quarter length drive coat, you know, and uh, it wasn't going to come out. It was like a sheepskin thick coat. I thought this is not going to pull free. The engine started to rev up and, um, I thought, what can I, I was banging on the doors. I, I screamed for, for help, you know, I was calling at the top of my voice, but nobody turned up. There was no guard on the platform or anything. And um, the engine started to rev up and uh, I just kind of figured, this is it. I thought I'm just going to, I'm not going to survive this. I thought I'm going to die. This is a moment of death. And um, I stopped and... Uh, decided to run alongside the, the train the train pulled out at great speed you know it was, i felt every gear shift and then i lost my footing and i was dragged along the platform and then before i knew it, i was pulled between the platform edge and, and and the speeding train and under the wheels and i was tossed around basically like a rag dog you know I was just thrown literally from side to side pillar to post and i was fully conscious throughout the whole of this and uh uh, it was just, um, yeah, it was a terrifying, terrifying experience. So um, I suddenly found myself thrown to the ground and I was in between the tracks, if you like, you know, so I just, it wasn't over yet. The train was still going on. It was a long train. So I thought, you know, I could get hit by part of the undercarriage or what have you, you know, and that would be it. So I just kept my face into the gravel, kept my face in there. And uh, it's interesting because I, I had time to think it through in my own mind. You know, even though it took only a matter of seconds for the whole episode, it felt like minutes. You know, it was, it was like uh, my mind had, had given me chance to actually think it through a survivor. I went into fight or flight, obviously, you know, and I decided to fight. And... Um, I remember thinking of 007 and all those movies, you know, and Indiana Jones. What would they do now? They'd stick their head right in the gravel. So that's all I did. And uh, the train moved off, and I was there. I was lying there. And I couldn't believe I'd survived. I was alive. It was a, a terrific, you know, shock. And I just looked up at the sky. I remember it was like a February day. It was a beautiful blue sky. And I just looked at the sky and I thought, wow, look at that sky. I just felt so in touch with nature at that moment in time because I'd just been through such a, um, you know, a few moments of, of absolute horror. Yeah. So you were thrown. So you were thrown underneath the train. But did did you? When did you actually 
die. Right. I, I got to the hospital. So, yeah, I, was, I, I survived. I was fully alive. And then the, the, the guys, um, the paramedics arrived really quick. They got me. Somehow they got me off that track and onto a, a trailer and into the ambulance. And then it was just when I got into the actual emergency department that my left arm had been severed. So I was losing like uh, an awful lot of blood, lots of blood, you know, and uh, they, I could hear panic in their voices. I thought this isn't sounding good. You know, this is like, I could hear fear and I thought, you know, um, I wasn't sure I was going to even survive at that point. Then it was at that point that I actually left my body. I left, I left all the trauma of the, of, of the, uh, of the, of the pain that I was in and, and just the kind of, you know, that the tense atmosphere of that hospital to what appeared to be a very calm and darkened place. Uh, nothing foreboding about this darkness. It just felt very comforting. And, uh, and I just kind of thought, what's, what's going on? You know, it was literally that quick. And I just kind of got my bearings. I looked around me. I remember just lifting my head and, and, I was, all I could see were these beautiful colours, like of orbs of, of light that were slowly pulsating all around me. And uh, as I looked at these orbs, I just knew at this point, I just thought, I'm dead. I'm, I've, I've passed on. This is the next stage. And I didn't fight it. I know that some people do when they have a near-death experience because they've got so much to live for. They've got kids and stuff. And um, But, I mean, I didn't want to die. But, you know, I, but... I, that's what I'd just been through. This just felt so beautiful that I just decided to go with it. And um, I then realised I was no longer laid on the hospital trolley. I kind of put my arms down and I realised I was laid on what was like a, a huge slate rock. It was like a medieval altar. <laughs> and, but it felt incredibly comfortable to lie on. So I just laid my head back. And um, and I looked at my body to see how everything was looking. And uh, I, I realised then I was no longer clothed. I was just covered in this blue sheet. It was like a, a satin silk sort of texture of, of material that was covering my body. And um, and there was like this white light that was just reflecting off the sheet. So I looked up, and as I looked up, there were like three grids of white light that were just closing in on me, a very intense bright light. And I laid my head back and I looked into the light and I couldn't take my gaze away from the light because it was just, it was just so calming. And, and I felt, it was, you know, it's that bright that normally, you know, you would not be able to look with the human eye into it, but in this sphere, you could do in this realm, it was okay. And I, did, I felt a healing energy was coming from this light. So I just kind of bathed in the light as it were, you know, and um I was there for some time and I suddenly felt the presence of somebody. I thought that somebody's just arrived at the scene as it were. So uh, I lifted my head again and there there was, there was this, there was this, well, an androgynous person, you know, neither male nor female just stood at my feet with this kind of very white blonde hair and a skin that was like illuminating light. The light was just sh shining from within very, very bright. And uh, this, this person was just wearing like a very contemporary, black t-shirt which was i remember that struck me at the time i was expecting something more ethereal you know <laughs> i've seen too many movies i think you know and but i thought no you know this is a very simple guy a simple t-shirt and this person was just smiling at me and i i said i know you don't i i knew this face you know i felt this familiarity coming from this person you know sometimes you get you might go to a, a, a party or what have you and you meet somebody for the first time there and mm -hmm. you think hey i feel like i've known you for years yeah we just 
you know, you connect with someone, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's just as French. You know? And it was like that. And I thought I'd known this person for the whole of my life and beyond, you know. So uh, anyhow, but I felt safe in the in the presence of this person. I felt like this person was my keeper, you know, that was that, that was like guarding me, that was guarding my soul and 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 what have you. So I lay back and um, and continued, and then I felt. But suddenly there was more people at the right, and there was there was two more. There was two females either side of me. There was a, there was a girl to my right who was wearing like a. Um, uh, just again a contemporary brown dress and she was quite European looking uh, and uh, with long brown hair and the girl to my left was um, uh, was more sort of um, I, she was more like Native American or, or Brazilian or, or Asian Indian looking and she was wearing, wearing more of a traditional dress it was like a sort of a creamy sort of textured beautiful cloth and they had their hands just slowly hovering over my body you know, and, and I felt the energy coming from the hands was just so intense. It was just like a beautiful vibration. And I felt that they were healing, you know, the trauma that the body had just been through. But not only that, because I looked and everything was fixed. Every, there was not even a single scratch. You know, my whole body was back in place. But they continued to heal me. And I figured that as time went on, that basically they weren't just healing like my physical body, but they were healing... I all the personal trauma that I'd carried throughout my whole life that we all do, you know, you know, the, the baggage as we call it. They were they were peeling off all those layers and taking them off one by one and getting right down to the essence of my my pure soul. And it was a it was a wonderful experience. It was it was like having like a, a very like a like a therapy session, you know, of my whole life just unveiled. It was but in but in a beautiful way, you know, in a physical sense. Um so yeah um we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor and now back to the show and i it was interesting because i i'd gone through i carried a lot of guilt and shame throughout my life which which i realized didn't belong to me anymore uh, uh i'd spent a lot of my time in the past concerning myself with the past or the future i was worried about the future where my life was going because it was in such a mess but i was also kind of haunted by all the mistakes i'd made or all the opportunities that i felt that i'd missed and all those different things that a lot of us do and suddenly all those had dispersed they didn't belong to me anymore you know and it was just i sort of thought this is great i feel complete all at once you know and um then I figured, well, my my family had arrived at the hospital just before this had happened, just before I'd left my body. And I thought they were pretty distraught. My mother was in tears, I remember at the time, and and uh, I thought they're gonna be they're gonna be looking over my over my dead body, literally, you know. So I was concerned, but not overly concerned. I didn't feel the sense of, oh my goodness, you know, my my family. I just I was very relaxed about it. So I tried to lean over the edge of this huge slate altar thing that i was on and looked down to hope to see them in in the hospital but i didn't actually see them but what i did see was this incredible sight it was just like a it was a waterfall of stars it was like but it was very vast it was like sort of the size of niagara falls if you like but instead of millions of tons of water cascading over it, it was just millions of beautiful sparkling stars that were just cascading over the over the over the top 
And I looked down and I just looked into what seemed like infinity. You know, the more that my, my eyes adjusted, I was looking further and further. It felt like into one galaxy into another. And I was looking and I could see all these beautiful sort of um, um, colors, you know, the, all these uh, in these galaxies that I'd never seen before. To me, space itself, I'd hardly even looked at it. I looked up at the sky, you know, once it's, once, yeah. once in, in a lifetime. But it, to me, it was just stars against a black backdrop. I, all these colors were just so really powerful. Um, so I pulled myself back over and uh, I thought, wow, I'm not in a small darkened space at all. I'm actually in the universe itself, you know. And I felt very at one with the universe. I suddenly felt that this is, it all makes sense that we are all part of it, you know. And, and it was pretty much at that point that I, I had the most profound moments of the, of the, the whole NDE, which was um, I remember lying back and still <laughs> bathing in all this kind of healing process I was going through that I felt a sensation of, I felt like my body was starting to almost vibrate, but in a very beautiful way. And I thought, what's going on? And I looked up and, and just ahead of the, 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 the initial being that I'd seen who was still stood there was that behind he or she was this uh, a tunnel of white light that was closing in on me. And that tunnel of white light was, was, um, it was just, it was just so bright and it, it was just, it was, and it was surrounded by flames. There were like all these beautiful, powerful flames that were like slowly circulating around. And normally something like this, you'd be kind of like, oh my goodness, what's going on? This it was, all, it was so awe-inspiring that it could be frightening. But in this realm, there was no sense of fear. I just only felt absolute joy and thought, wow. And um, there was a lot of telepathy going on throughout this whole experience. And one of the biggest things I was told was what I was looking at here was was the source of all creation you know this was God this was not like God as I always figured God would look like not that I thought about it that much but I thought that God would be like the guy on the ceiling of the Vatican in Rome you know with a long gray beard you know, <laughs> reaching out to Adam but no this was um, this huge tunnel of white light and the energy coming off it as it got closer was just causing every single molecule of my body to to vibrate with with love and it was just uh, so it was pretty much at that point when i got this information that i came crashing back into my body you know and i, I remember i was still smiling you know and i just come back into the hospital back into the you know the sort of it seemed like all this, it seemed really noisy all at once you know they just all the the, the acoustics yeah. in, that, in that place were just too much to deal with and and suddenly it was a fluorescent strip that was in my eyes i was just oh you know <laughs> so there i was and that's how you uh, so why first of all in your any in the did you have a life review I didn't have a life review, and I've since learned that that uh, that some people do. Um, uh, I guess this isn't trying to say, oh yeah, it's because I was a good guy; I'd never done any harm to anybody. <laughs> of course, I have. We've all done harm to everybody without realizing it, maybe. But I didn't really need to go there. I guess I think that what I, my big sort of lesson that I was learning on the other side, that the the, the main person that I was doing any harm to was me. I, you know, it was me. I was beating myself up throughout the whole of my life. So instead of having a life review, I was having, as I say, I was having this this kind of obsession from from these beautiful angels that were just like slowly taking away all the Baggage. negative stuff, you know, that didn't belong to me. Yeah. You know? 